HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Roth Cheese, a pioneer in the U.S. specialty cheese movement. For more information, visit rothcheese.com. This week, it's the season finale of Meet and Three. We're following up our episode about youth with a look at age and how aging affects life on farms and in kitchens. At the, the most basic level, we need people to grow food for a growing global population. The question of planning for retirement or old age as a cook, it's almost one that doesn't exist bizarrely until it's too late. We also have a story about a food that might be older than you think. A recent archaeological finding might have crossfitters everywhere reevaluating their diets. Plus, a story about one of Atlanta's most historic and risque landmarks. There are dancers that have been there 20 and 30 years. Don't miss our season finale of Meat and Three, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Diane Stemple on Cutting the Curd on Heritage Radio Network, and this is the very exciting winners of American Cheese Society Cheese Competition uh, edition. So welcome to people from, uh, well, we'll be later talking to people from Avonlea, and we're going to be talking to people from Jasper Hill, and also in studio, we have Anne Saxelby, who's the combination of the originator of Cutting the Curd and is now back as the helper to making Calderwood from Jasper Hill. Hi. Thanks for having me on, Diane. Oh, it's a delight. It's a delight. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Flash from the past. When I first did Cutting the Curd, Patrick, my husband, who's now my husband, always um, made them play a weird sports song as the theme song just to, like, <laughs> make me nervous. So that was one of those. <laughs> oh, great. I didn't recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um, and who do we, uh, are we talking to Nat from Jasper right now? Yep, I'm here. Okay, and uh, so I feel like I need to know right away, what was the situation at Jasper during the awards ceremony? I heard there was a uh, watching party, perhaps? Yes, there was a watching party uh, over at 
Scott Harbour's house, who's also on the call. So Scott and I are, are the creamery managers. We each manage um, a creamery at Jasper Hill. I manage the the home creamery at, at the, the home farm, and Scott manages um, the newer creamery at the Food Venture Center that made Harbison and Calderwood. So okay. Scott posts, and um, and for Were all you there? the people who weren't actually out in Pittsburgh, those of us who, who stayed behind and made cheese and uh, turned cheese and, and all those good things, uh, we got to see uh, sort of live streaming um, <laughs> what was going on, given it's northern Vermont up here, and um, things sort of stop and start and uh, just sort of adds to the excitement um, intrigue when your uh, wireless connection is just so-so. But uh, luckily it was all working for uh, the final final awards, and uh, there was a pretty big, loud whoop that went up among the uh, assembled crew and... and uh, Pat each other on the back and had oh my gosh, smiled a lot. You must have been really delighted. I mean, I don't think uh, I don't think a cheese company has ever done better. Um, yeah, I, hard hard to say, but um, it was in in any case very unexpected and mm-hmm. and gratifying. I think for um, you know all the people who kind of work here. Um, you know, cheese making and dairy farming and affinage um, sometimes sounds romantic, but it's really a lot of hard work and paying attention to detail and kind of being down in the trenches every day, um, yeah. sweating and, and trying to do the best you can. And, and I think it was a really fun thing for a lot of those people who uh, who do a lot of the day-to-day to the efforts be rewarded. Yes. And if yes. I can interrupt for two seconds. Oh, please um, do. Nat also <laughs> won an award for his Bailey Hazen Blue, which got a first place in its category, yes. which was super awesome. So okay, just want to say great. Nat Bacon, superstar cheesemaker as well. <laughs> oh, okay. I <laughs> oh, don't know about that, but it was great to see Bailey do well. And uh, it's um, sort of an unusual cheese that hasn't necessarily done well with competition. So it was great to see it shine through at long last. Yes. So um, can you hand over the uh, phone to Scott, and uh, is Cody there? Uh, Yeah, Cody's there, but we're on a shared line, so we'll have to bounce back and forth. Oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to say hi to Scott. Hello. Hello, Diane. I'm looking forward to uh, visiting Jasper Hill this weekend. Oh, yeah, for the big party. The big party. It's a great timing for the big party right after the big win. Yeah, luckily we all got warmed up. (laughs) Oh, warmed up. Too warmed up? Uh, No. (laughs) Now, what party for our listeners who don't know? We don't know. (laughs) Oh, no, this this would have been the viewing party. We're talking about the the awards viewing party. Oh, Oh, no, I mean the anniversary party coming up this Saturday. Oh, yeah, the 15th anniversary. Yes. yes. Extra big bonfire. Yes. Yes, I'm coming. I'm coming up. Great. Can't wait to have you. Because I guess I should admit uh, to my listeners that I um, still occasionally work for Jasper Hill. So I don't mean to totally boast uh, about the wins, but I, (laughs) I take heart in the winning anyway. 
anyway, so, okay. So uh, I want to just tell our listeners, anyone who hasn't been to American Cheese Society, what happens uh, during the, the award ceremony. All the winners in the categories get announced first. So there are probably 100 categories. Some of them, admittedly, are more boring than others. Um, <laughs> non-fat like, cheese. Right, non-fat, flavored <laughs> uh, garbage. We're such snobs. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're total snobs. But anyway, so uh, you have to sit through all those firsts. And as your cheeses and others get announced as being in first place, you think, I believe, oh, do I have a chance for best in show? Will, will this be my year? And perhaps, who am I up against? Like, because there's some repeat winners and some very good cheesemakers who you know are going to be, you know, your competition. And it should be noted that there are over 2,000 cheeses in the competition this year. So it's not like just a few. It's right. like to get best in right. show, that's like a big deal. Right, right. Very big deal. Always been a big deal. So, um, so let's say there are 100 categories of firsts, and then there might be only 15, 20 that you think are steep competition. Um, and Harbison has won third best last year, I think, third best in show in 2015. Uh, you know, it just keeps almost winning. Now, you guys, I, wet, yes? And don't forget that's, that yes, in the interim correct. year where it, where it missed third best in show, the Murray Special Wash collaboration took third best in show, which, which is, is a, Harbison a, a with a different version of Harbison. Yes, yes, I was going to mention that. Oh, Zoe, you're here. <laughs> Great. Thank you for announcing yourself. Uh, that is Zoe Brickley from Jasper Hill uh, Sales, she. and uh, what are you called? Development and marketing these days. Oh, okay. Those are the hats okay. I mostly wear. Okay. She's just running the place. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, so okay, so what were you guys thinking? Were, did you have a favorite? Now, okay, so you were also, as Anne pointed out, you were running against Calderwood, Harbison, and Bailey Hayes and Blue had all gotten first in their categories. So you were uh, competing against yourselves and other Vermont cheeses and other cheeses from elsewhere. And what were you thinking? Did you have an idea? Oh, it's Harbison's year. I, I think Gosh. you never really know. It's, um, you know, every sort of set of circumstances of which cheese you pick and how does it fare out there at the show and what other cheeses are, are showing really well on that particular um, competition, even that particular day, because sometimes different cheeses can really taste different a little bit, you know. Right, how they fared so, that very so you day. you don't know. It, it really is sort of suspenseful sitting there, but... Um, that really was a, a really delicious batch of Harbison, and, and I remember it was actually sort of a late pick. We'd gone through and tasted some and 
thought, oh, these are really good, but they may be a little bit past by the time they get to judging them. So we had this sort of like mini second round of, of choosing a batch um, right before we shipped it out. And I remember sitting there with, with Zoe and some of the other sales team and cheesemakers and, and tasting that one and being like, wow, this is really a, this a, is it. a yummy batch of cheese. So it always seemed like it could do really well, but there's so many amazing, great cheeses out there um, that are all very deserving. So you, you never know until they call out the name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's so exciting. You no, know, Mateo called it though. He was tearing himself away from the conference on the way to the airport. He missed the award ceremony. Oh, so sad. And was very <laughs> upset to have to miss it, but he was happily going to a family celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as he was leaving, he looked at us and said, "Guys, I have to go um, represent for us out there, and I'm so sad to miss it because I have a really good feeling about Harpison." <laughs> <laughs> so he at least had a premonition. That, right, yeah. right, right. That, that was that his current okay. favorite for, for the year. <laughs> so, um, okay, so what is it like for Zoe? What is it like sitting there and now as they call out Avonlea and then they call out Calderwood for second best in show, did you at that point think, okay, that's it? We're we're not going to get it? Well, I I think we were just so thrilled that we made the podium at all. Yeah. That's what I remember. I was just, I think Calderwood was a total sleeper. Right. (laughs) And when that got called, we were just elated. So it didn't cross my mind any type of disappointment at all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now, what about the viewing party? Were you guys shocked to see Calderwood up there, second best in show on its first try? Scott, you want to take that one? How'd you feel? Scott. <laughs> Have we lost Scott? Isn't he near um, you? I, I would just say that that, um, that was really a special feeling, seeing Calderwood um, up there because it is um, a, a, a pretty new cheese, mm-hmm. um, and um, so a, a cheese that we've been working on for the past couple of years. You know, with Anne, um, pretty pretty directly trying to figure out what really makes that kick, which which batches seem to turn out well, and the different you know hay treatments and so on. But it's also got just a wonderful uh, story behind it that is, I think, very near and dear to, to all of us at Jasper Hill. It's named after um, Randy Calderwood, who was um, a farmer who uh, managed our, our cropping program and uh, was an incredible guy and uh, very beloved in this area and uh, died tragically in a, in a farming accident. But uh, we all know his, his family very well and mm-hmm. remember him with great fondness. And, and so I think that um, that cheese winning is very personal to a lot of us. And, oh, that's um, nice to know. To, to see it um, as sort of a brand new baby cheese uh, up there doing so well. And, yeah. And as, a, as an offshoot of our Alpha Tolman, which, because uh, that's, the, that's the cheese where it, it comes from. That's, yes. Um, it's great to see um, an Alpine cheese do so well. Mm-hmm. Now, Calderwood... Um is the name of the hay drying facility? 
Yes. Yes, the Randy Albert Calderwood Cropping Center, <laughs> which is a long sign that we had made. Oh, okay, okay. For and for for him, or or it was named for this dedicated this. to Randy Albert Calderwood. Yep, our first cropping cropping manager who oh, had nice. a huge personality and a big impact on our community. Okay. Now, Anne, do you since we've gotten distracted from Harbison, will you tell us the story of Calderwood? <laughs> Um, sure. Well, um, I mean, uh, yeah, just, well, it's so awesome. Uh, I didn't even know that Calderwood had been entered into the competition this year. (laughs) So it was really funny. I was sitting there in the audience and it, it won its category and I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) It's like, that's, that's neat. So you weren't rooting for it in that case. Like ignorance is bliss, but, um, (laughs) so, uh, it was super fun and I'm so thankful to Zoe and, um, Nat and Scott and Mateo and everybody up there for being up for this crazy project because it originally started off as an idea. Um, I had been brainstorming with Dan Barber at Blue Hill at Stone Barns about um, some different ways to serve cheese and talk about cheese in a way that would elevate the conversation beyond um, just like this is a cheese plate here, three different delicious cheeses, you know, enjoy. Um, And so I thought, okay, well, Dan Barber is all about grass-fed everything and um, it's, it so happened that um, Mateo and Andy and the folks at Jasper Hill had recently made a dramatic shift towards um, an almost entirely hay-based diet for their cows, which is in the dairy world is super unusual and in Vermont is even more unusual because the weather is just not conducive to making lots of good dry hay. It's like very <laughs> wet and rainy for um, and cold, you know. So uh, they built this hay dryer um, up at the farm to... Uh, produce enough dry hay to feed their cows year-round because it's best for their rumens and it's also best for kind of the microbiological profile of the milk. Um, So we thought, well, what would happen if we, you know, took some of hay and chopped it up and put it on the outside of the cheese? Um, I had seen different cheeses from Switzerland that had a similar treatment. And so I called Matteo and I asked him if he would be up for it. And he was like, okay, sure, yeah, we'll try it. And um, I think the first go around we broke, uh, or Matteo broke uh, his wife's Cuisinart trying to um, chop the hay up into <laughs> fine fibers because it turns out, you know, cows have rumens for a reason. <laughs> you really need to ferment that stuff for a long time before it can be broken down um, into, you know, at all. Um, and so I still owe Angie a Cuisinart. I will uh, make that happen. Um, but uh, And then afterwards, um, Zoe had been tasked, after that first batch, which was very woolly and hairy and kind of intense looking, um, with these long hay fibers, um, Zoe was trying to figure out how to get the hay fibers small. So she went out to the Calderwood Cropping Center and asked uh, this gentleman, Dave Thomas, who's like classic Vermont guy. He's like a logger and he can weld stuff and he's pretty much like a large animal vet. And it's just like, you know, if you needed someone to like perform surgery on you randomly, like you'd probably ask him (laughs) to do it. Um, And she said, well, Dave, uh, we're having problems getting this hay chopped up fine. You know, do you have any ideas for us? And he just fired up his chainsaw and hollowed out the middle of a round bale of hay. And he was like, there you go. There, there you go. So there's your (laughs) finely chopped hay. So, um, 
So yeah, so with that, no hesitation, <laughs> no hesitation. And so I think this was before the cropping center had been renamed for um, for um, Randy Calderwood actually, because um, at the time Molly, who's no longer at Jasper Hill, and I were talking about the name for the cheese, and I said, "Well, who's the guy who figured out how to chop the hay real fine? We, maybe we should name it after him." And she said, "Well, his name's Dave Thomas." And I was like, "Oh, well, <laughs> not Dave's an awesome guy, enough. but not not the best cheese name <laughs> necessarily." So. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, so, you know, then we tried this new technique and with, uh, Nat's help, um, and also, um, Paul's help in the Alpha Tolman caves, just, you know, um, picking the right profile for this cheese and deciding how much time it should spend with the hay on it versus and the hay off. And when did the cryovacking happen? Was that original in the original plan? Yeah, so that was in the original plan because um, so basically the the Calderwood is its base is Alpha Tolman, which is an Alpine style cheese. So the cheese is washed for um, Enzo and Nat. Uh, jump in, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's washed for four to five months, um, and then at that point the hay is put on the outside of the cheese and they seal it in a cryovac bag so that the hay kind of adheres to the outside. Um, it's then aged in the bag for um, four or five months longer, six, <laughs> six months longer, I should know this, um, and then taken out of the bag to uh, allow a little bit of a natural rind to develop. So all in all, it's aged for about a year, um, a little bit longer sometimes, but uh, the hay imparts some really cool flavors to the cheese, a little bit of like tropical tropical fruit and like toasted flavors, which um, is pretty fun. I think I gave you bad information. I think it's six months. Uh, I know it's kind of a moving target. And four you know, months we're <laughs> in cryovac. I I was holding up fingers at, for Anne here, and I think I got them backwards. Yeah, I can the um, people from Jasper? Well, I, you know, I think the, it's also that's really part of cheese development is you don't know all the answers at the beginning, and right. you know, I think the whole history of cheese is sort of like try it and see if it works, or um, hey, we did this other thing and. Wow, that seemed to turn out cool. So, you know, this this cheese has uh, been going through, and still to some degree, this sort of hey, let's what if we did it a couple months longer or a couple months shorter, and you know, all those questions you're saying about well, exactly how many months is it? We've been trying to you know figure out, and and ultimately you want to have those those alpine flavors come through. That's kind of how the cheese is made and early aging, and then you add this kick of this you know grassy, fruity flavors that, that come from the hay, and certainly the appearance is um, much changed and, and this really beautiful cheese, too. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, trying to figure out how each of those processes work uh, takes a little while. Yeah, I can imagine. And now will you stick to it? Will you, now that it's one, is this your favorite, and will you stick to the recipe? Yeah, I think we've, we've, we've started getting a pretty good idea of what the process should be at this yeah. point. Yeah. Okay, we have to take a break, and we'll be joined uh, afterwards by Scott Linkletter from Avonlea Cheese. Cuts through me, 
She whistles, my sordid companion. She whispers, come carry me home. Today's program was brought to you by Roth Cheese, a pioneer in the U.S. specialty cheese movement. Roth is in its 25th year of making specialty cheese in the rolling hills of southern Wisconsin. With strong Swiss heritage, Roth is best known for its award-winning alpine-style cheeses under the name Grand Cru. Fresh Wisconsin milk combined with expertise and affinage is how Roth creates high-quality, great-tasting cheese year after year. In 2016, hard work paid off when out of over 2,000 contenders, Roth Grand Cru Surchois was named world champion at the World Cheese Championship. For more information, visit rothcheese.com. Hi, we're back on Cutting the Curd, and now we have Scott Linkletter joining us. Hello, Scott. Hi, Diane. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. So um, I wanted to congratulate you for winning third best in show with Avonlea Cheddar, which is, uh, I just want to let our listeners know, which is an amazing accomplishment. It means third best of 2,000 uh, cheeses from America, Canada, and even, I think, a few from South America. So yes, we're, uh, we're pretty excited about that for sure. Yes. So now, had you thought going into the competition that your cloth bound was extra special this year? Um, well, we're pretty pleased with it pretty much all the time. But it's uh, we we did taste uh, some wheels, and one we the vat that we sent we thought was uh, terrific. Okay. Good. And uh, we're you know we're always hopeful and. Uh, we're very excited about the outcome. Yes. Now, what other awards has that cheese won already? Uh, let's see. They we in in England we with the worlds there we won a super gold. Great. Uh, a couple of years ago, we've won a couple of first uh, first places also uh, at the American Cheese Society. Mm-hmm. We also, I think, two years ago we were named uh, Canadian Cheese of the Year. Excellent, excellent. So it's, uh, yeah, we're pretty proud of it. Have the orders increased yet? Oh, definitely. Oh, oh yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we really feel it when something like that, when something like that happens, uh, the phone starts to ring for sure. Okay, now were you in the audience or had you already left? I had left. Andrea was there. Yes. But it, I met her the next day. Yeah. <laughs> good news. Oh, now wait, were, were you on the plane? What? what? Uh, no, I I left the night before and uh, was home. Uh, was home, um, but uh, she, we got the news quickly. Oh, great, great! Yeah. Now I think very few Canadian. There are very few Canadian winners in the best of show category. Yes, I I think that's right. I I'm not sure about who or what that is exactly, but uh, or who might have, but. Uh, um, I just can't remember that. Yeah, before. I I had I cheated. I looked on a list, and okay. I think it was only when the uh, meeting was in Montreal, 
and it was uh, Finica one second and Fromagerie du Presbytère one third. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I know those people. Uh, yeah, they have they have lovely cheese. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. So it's amazing. So you broke you broke into Best in Show uh, yeah. for the first time in the U.S. That's right. For us, it's certainly the <laughs> certainly the first time. And uh, where we come from, it's a it's a small province. There's ten provinces in Canada, and uh, we're the smallest. Uh, only about 140 thousand people live here on the island. Uh huh. And uh, there's about 200 uh, farms dairy farms, uh, so it's very agricultural here, uh, and the, oh, the herds are probably 50, about 50, and uh, 50 head per per farm, uh-huh. and we work very closely with a cooperative here, mm-hmm. with our recipe, which came from the Orkney Islands, which where the link letters come from originally. Ah, oh, I was going to ask and, about that. And, uh, so, so it's that's, Scottish? Uh, that's kind of exciting for sure. Does that and mean the name Avonlea comes from the connection with... Uh, Anna Green Gables, which is very well known. Yes. And that's the that's the village that the, the story of Anna Green Gables took place in. Okay. And and it looks ideal on on uh online. Looks like what, sorry? It looks very ideal. Oh, yes. It's <laughs> a, it's a, it's a little bit sort of uh, very pastoral. We have uh, uh, and we have a strong fishing uh, fishing industry here with mainly lobster and oysters. Mm-hmm. And uh, a very and, and farming and tourism, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a it's a beautiful place here we live. Oh, excellent, excellent. So, you did you learn how to make cheese in the United Kingdom? Yes, yeah, we took uh, we took uh, myself the cheesemaker, and uh, we had a trip over to uh, visit Montgomery's and Keynes and so mm-hmm. on, and uh, mm-hmm. and they were very helpful and. Uh, it's uh, the recipe is our own again. It comes from the Orkney Islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I met a cheesemaker there, were and uh, but we the methods and so on. Uh, uh, Montgomery's very very helpful, and so were the Keens. Uh huh. Now is that is that Scotland? Yes, Orkney's in Scotland. It's the very if you go to the very top of Scotland. Uh huh. And then you go across the the water. The, there's a group of islands called the mm-hmm. Orkney Islands. Mm-hmm. So it's it's up there pretty good. Is that near the Isle of Mull? Uh, the Isle of Mull would be more south. Okay. Okay. Yeah, more south. Um, yeah. Well, congratulations. Well, you know, thank you very much. Must We're, have been we, we really so exciting. Yeah. Now, who else is still on the line? Do I still have Zoe here? Oh, I guess not. Of Jasper people hung here? up. Oh, I'm here. Oh, Sorry. good, good, good. So, any other things to add? Oh, I did want to mention Calderwood was in the flavored category. What <laughs> kind of genius had you put it in the flavored category? Well, I think I'm going to give credit to Adele, our sensory lead. Okay. <laughs> it's always a little bit of a strategy because you can enter a given cheese into three or four category options if right. you could make a case. Yeah. Uh, and that can have a big impact on how things go. For instance, we could have entered Harbison where Moses Sleeper was. Okay. And we noticed this year that the top three winners there were very straightforward, not as aromatic breeze. Okay. So, so you Moses felt Moses do very would well, do... And I don't think Harbison would have even meddled in that category, for instance. Right, because it's too weird. 
It's too weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we thought that among all the flavored cheeses, which we could kind of picture, Calderwood would be very stoic and yes. different and might catch the judge's eye. Yes, very stoic. Not very <laughs> flavored. And I wonder right. first... Right, yeah, understated. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder for Scott, too, what category was the Avonlea Cheddar entered into? Because I do feel like it's a bit of a game with your ACS submissions, knowing yeah, which category to put your cheese in. Scott, are you here? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, it was. Uh, I guess it's the uh, aged, uh, aged uh, cloth-bound cheddar category. Mm-hmm. Over a year and a half, I think it is, or uh, mm-hmm. I think I think so, something like that. Yeah. I think with the cheddars, cloth-bound cheddars, it's a little less tricky because mm-hmm. you don't want to ignore the cloth-bound. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think everybody who's in that category is a cloth bound. It's not like a it's not like a regular extra old cheddar or something. Yeah, it's somebody all, can't. All you're not allowed to. Against all cloth bounds. Yeah, you're not allowed to sneak in. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yep. But uh, so that was a great. Uh, so Calderwood was such a surprise, wasn't it? It was. This is, I think, the first year we entered it, even. Yeah. And we we keep an eye on it. Adele, our sensory lead, as I mentioned, she also made us all cheat sheets mm-hmm. that listed every cheese and the categories that they got entered in. Because you can lose track during the awards, and you're like, yes. have they done the Moses category yet? Right, right. And it seemed like this year they might have flipped categories around randomly, almost. I didn't feel the they went in different. alphabetical order. Yeah, that was kind of a loop. So we're happy to have our cheat sheet to keep an eye on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Getting announced. Right, right. Well, anybody, uh, anything else to say about the competition or the wins or... Uh, I want to hear from Zoe what's happened to the Harbison sales, too. Have you guys, oh, has your yeah. phone been ringing off the hook? We did. We even we heard a customer, a distributor customer of ours, a couple rows back, say to his purchaser, uh, elbowed him and said, "I need oh. to place a PO for some Harbison <laughs> <laughs> at the award ceremony." At the award ceremony, yeah, he was like, "Get some on order." Scott's going to be working overtime now. And what's your supply chain like? Because um, I, I'd be interested to hear, I guess, from both of you. Although from Scott, you know, maybe it's a you know, that cheese is so old that it's harder to respond to demand, you know, but with the Harbison, so have you guys like ramped up your production for the holidays? Like, you know, have you changed your forecast? Like how does that impact what happens in the creamery day to day? Well, we snuck in a few makes right away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Scott's been very busy. We also are getting some more equipment which was randomly timed to arrive very soon. So we'll sh- we should be able to make more cheese for the holidays than we did last year. Oh, good. So, now, what so about Calderwood? Isn't Anne completely in charge of Calderwood? <laughs> I'm not, oh, I'm not yeah, in charge of... problem. No. <laughs> I'm in charge of selling it for right, now. Right, selling I'm, it, yes. I'm not in yes. charge of any of the hard stuff. I'm right. just in charge of selling it. <laughs> but is there a run on it? What, what's going on? Um, yeah, no, we've had a lot of interest, which yeah. is really great. And, you know, um, I think we've, we've committed to buying full batches of Calderwood, um, <laughs> you know, exclusively, at least through the end of this year. And then, you know, we'd love to talk with the team about what they want to do for future. Cause I think it's such a, it's, it's a really fun, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, delicious, interesting cheese. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun to see where the trajectory takes it next. But at least through the end of the year, you can get it. Um, you can get it from us. So. Okay. Yeah. And a few other cheese shops. Yeah, we've been retailing it to a few other shops here in New York. And then mm-hmm. um, our friends at DeBruno Brothers in Philly are going to be taking it on pretty soon, which is exciting. Oh, and, good. Um, yeah. So it's just been, uh, yeah, it's been a great privilege to be able to um, sell that cheese. Great. Well, okay, gang, I think we're going to go. Uh, this is Diane Stemple on Cutting the Curd. Uh, very good congratulations to all winners, and uh, we'll see what happens next year. Thanks, Diane. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.